Hi everybody, welcome to Tea and Talk with Toya, formerly known as Organized State of Mind. I'm your host Latoya Nicole, author, organizer, certified belief therapist, and life coach. On this show, we will discuss soul-penetrating topics that will challenge your belief systems. You see, belief systems are one of the main reasons why people are stagnant. So tune in every Tuesday as we uncover the thinking errors, we bring understanding and healing so that you can move forward with your goals. Time out for circling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. I'm your host, Latoya Nicole, and today we're going to talk about something that I don't know how many people have talked about this, but I made a post on yesterday about how family members resent you because you got away. You got away from environments that they tried to destroy you in. (laughs) They had a hand in trying to destroy you and you got away. You rewrote your story. You changed the narrative. You know, not saying that you didn't go through anything, but you didn't end up on the level that they are. Not saying that somebody feels like they're better than anybody, but it's the fact that you got away. You're you're accomplishing things. You're doing things with your life. You're raising your children and and you disconnected from them unapologetically. You got away. And your family members really resent you for that. I can attest because I sit here and I think, why do these people dislike me so much? Like, what, what is it about me that makes them treat me this, this same way they've been treating me for years? And although they say I'm the problem, but you're the one treating me like this. And then I, I, I was just sitting there thinking and I'm like, because you got away. You got out of that town. You have you were resilient. You have been through some stuff that they haven't been through, but you made it out. You are accomplishing. You've started a business. You're authoring books. You're raising your daughter, yourself. Even though um, as a, my daughter is a teenager and we have experienced some rocky moments, they still, you know, those moments have really revealed that what's in their hearts and it's a difference when someone is just saying something and it's in their heart because after 10 years if someone still sees you the same way that is in their heart and i can i can recall growing up i expressed my pain now it was labeled that i had a bad attitude that's what that's that's what my family said about me. Every, you know, everyone I grew up in the home with, she has a nasty, bad attitude. Now, they probably are the only ones to say that. <laughs> yeah, they're the only ones to continuously tell people that. But um, you're labeled because people don't want to deal with what they caused. So... If someone had asked me what's going on with you and I begin to tell them how they made me feel, back then people weren't ready to acknowledge that. And they still aren't because I've told a family member recently something that um, she was the cause of something and she told me she didn't remember that she had to do some soul searching. I'm like, okay. So yeah, 
it's easy to just label you because to really understand how you're feeling and what's going on, they're going to have to accept some accountability for um, what they've done and what they've caused. So let's just label her and say she has a bad attitude so we won't have to deal with our role in what's going on with her. Because I was a child, so and I didn't just wake up with a bad attitude. So yeah, um, they, they, tend to, they tend to label you, and I've been labeled a lot, you know. Um, I can I can't remember well Kayla was Kayla that's my daughter she was a, a small baby I think I had just had her she may have been a few weeks old and this particular incident caused this family member of mine to label me and it's 10 11 12 years later and these people still view me from this lens and when I realized that I say you know what I'm gonna have to cut all of you off disconnect from all of you because you guys you got first of all what is the, what is the devil for you to think that I'm one you know what what kind of evil do you think this is for you to really go around harboring in your hearts that I'm a devil I okay if I because I'm thinking like if I was this nasty negative bad person I wouldn't have anything that I have because what I would do is continue to attract nasty negative. But I am actually healing and accomplishing. So it kind of goes against what's been sown in their hearts. And see, the thing is, you outlive the lie. And that's another reason why people resent you. Because this is the lie I'm going to tell about her. This is what I'm going to tell everyone. And I know she won't go any further than this. Because this, this right here is going to mess her up. And you have to understand, you have some bitter, narcissistic, broken people that do this. Yes, they are bitter and narcissistic and broken. You know, they fall under one of those categories, if not all. And I, and I understand that. They are not going to go to therapy. They're not going to get some help because they don't see anything wrong with them because they have more people praising them and telling them how such how wonderful of a person they are than they do with people telling them the truth. You're wrong. And and that's the problem. Um, even when I went through situations with my daughter, these same people, of course, were on her side and no one was telling her she was wrong. So it kind of made the situation worse because now she feels justified and doing and saying the things she's doing and saying to the person, the only person who took care of her all of her life. So when I talk about the village, I'm not, look, if you feel like you need a village, you better make sure that village got your best interest at heart. Because if they don't, the moment, the moment that there's an issue between you and one of your children, they're going to rush in like the floodgates. And they are going to destroy anything that you that you have, you guys have. I know this for a fact because I have lived this. Okay, it's real. So I just need you guys to understand. Feel how you you know you love your family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, family over everything. Yeah, sure. But if your family is is tearing you down with their mouths every single opportunity they get, that's not your family. 
and you need you need to figure your life out and disconnect and move on because what's going to happen is if you keep bringing that into every year every situation you're going to continuously be fractured and you're going to be so fractured that it's going to really take some time for you to heal all those fractures because what you're doing is you're patching them up and you're not really dealing with them and healing them. So I'm, I'm not trying to talk about anybody's family. This is my experience. However, I know I'm not the only one that, that's gone through this or going through this with family members. So yeah, I outlived the lie. This is how, this is how the devil thing happened. The particular family member that did this, um, I've, I've lived with her a few times and every single time I know I overstayed my welcome when she started creating chaos to get me out of the house. She did it every single time. Okay. So this particular time I just had a baby, <laughs> you know, and I just had a baby. I had little, a little money. I'm trying to take care of my child. I wasn't really on no stupid stuff. Like, don't come at me. Don't bother me. I'm, I'm in my room. You know, chill. So, I can't remember exactly what the argument was that started. But I began to pack our things and put them outside. And I was just going to, you know, whatever I needed to do, I was going to do it. Because even without a plan, I wasn't afraid to leave somebody. And that started then. So, um, my baby's aunt actually was in the house holding her while I got myself situated because, yeah, that was a witness the whole time. But no one asked anything. No one, no one even asked me what happened. Like, I wouldn't have never known that she called me a devil if I wouldn't have, um, having a conversation with my aunt and it came up like 10, 12 years later. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even known that she said that, but she did. So here's how she concluded the devil thing. I'm packing our stuff. I put a box outside and she blocks the door after I've only got one box. I have a baby and myself. So y'all know I had more stuff than that. Right? So she blocks the door. Wouldn't let me in. I tried to, you know, maneuver under her arm. I was, I was thin then and could move a little faster. <laughs> So she wouldn't let me in and she began to take her hand and push me very hard in my chest. And I warned her, I'm like, don't put your hands on me again. <laughs> so she did it again. And I'm like, if you do that again, I'm going to hurt you. Now, let me just say this. I was not healed, wasn't on a journey to be healed or none of that then. So if we was going to throw down, we was going to throw down. I'm, I'm a better person emotionally now. However, you still will not put your hands on me. So let me just get that clear. So she did it again. And um, we started fighting. Now, prior to the fight, she was getting uh, upset and embarrassed because the neighbors were outside. The, the wonderful neighbors who who think she's such a wonderful, lovely person. So she was getting more upset with me because I kept talking loud and they were looking. Now, one of the neighbors across the street, she had already burned this little Mexican uh, family. 
she had already burned them, so they weren't caring one way or the other, but it was the other ones that, that she had to keep up appearances for. So we're out there fighting. We're fighting, yep, two grown women, because I was an adult, um, because like I said, she had three warnings to take, get her hands off me, and she hit me anyway. But when it escalated was, as we were fighting, I don't know if both of us fell back or I tripped because there was a step right there and I ended up falling. But I remember when I got up, I think I, no, I didn't fall all the way down. I just kind of, you know, stumbled a little bit. And the box that I brought outside had a can of shoe cleaner in it. So I got the shoe cleaner and I struck her with it. Okay. Telling the truth here, being honest, this is transparency moment. And it was not like I completely bust her head open, but the moment I struck her and she saw a little blood, she told, it was another family member there. She was like, in addition to my daughter's aunt, it was another family member there. She told the family member to call 911. So she told the people that, you know, I jumped on her and I struck her and she was bleeding to death basically. So before I know it, I got like seven police surrounding me, seven Baker police surrounding me. And I can't remember if they, they drew any weapons. I don't think they did. Um, because one of them actually said, you don't appear to be a threat, but she is bleeding. So I had a few of them kind of stay over there with me. And then some of them went over there with her. And of course she's standing there, um, pretending like she was about to pass out, like she was about to die and all this stuff. And then the other family member that was there calling me stupid and different things like that. Yeah, I was stupid because, yeah, but anyway. So, um, the police told me, okay, so she's not going to press charges because of the baby, but you can't go back in there. You got to call somebody to pick you up. So I stood outside with my newborn and, and her aunt, we were waiting on a ride in the rain because it had started raining at this point. Finally, <laughs> I, I get I get transportation and we're just kind of going from place to place because we're unsettled. And um, actually her dad, my daughter's dad was the one that ended up picking us up and we weren't together, you know, so we couldn't go stay with him because he and I weren't in a relationship at that point. So, um, we actually ended up at his mom's for a few days because I thought I could go, you know, like to my grandmother's house, but of course I couldn't because the family member had already, you know, kind of told everybody her version of the story. Now I, um, I did find somewhere to stay. I did find someone that she actually told the story to. And he was like, you're grown, she grown. She feel like she can strike you. Then what you supposed to do? Just let her stand there and beat you up. That's how he felt about it. I don't know if she, I don't know. He's, he's passed now. I'm not sure if she knew that's how he felt about it, but that's what he said to me and allowed me and my daughter to stay there. So one family member in particular, I still had a key to their home. And I remember I went because my baby still had stuff at their home too. Um, she left me like a really nasty letter, a very nasty letter about, 
you know, you ever come in my house again, I'll kill you. And I'm like, reading that, and I, and I grabbed what I could grab, and I left, and I'm like, why in the world would somebody want to kill me? And I just didn't understand. So fast forward years later, I'm having a conversation with one of my aunts, and I don't know how we got on the on the topic, but it's I mean, y'all a decade had passed. And she said, Yeah, yeah, whatever happened with that situation? Because I remember she came up and she told us she saw the devil manifest out of you. And I sat there and I felt like my heart had broken all over again. Cause I'm like, she said, What? <laughs> you know, like she said, what? You know, I just said it a couple of times because I just could not believe my ears that. So this is why y'all treat me like that, because y'all believed her. OK, so I'm like, so what is the devil to you guys? Like, what is that? What manner of evil do you think that is that you would sit here and believe and you guys know that this woman not right because you said it yourself. <laughs> but it's so easy for people to believe something negative about you when they already have a problem with you. So if you heard nothing I said on this, on this episode, if somebody has a problem with you, they can believe anything about you. They will believe you committed a murder and you probably never murdered anybody in your life. And that's what happened with me and my daughter. They already had a problem with me. So anything Kayla said, they took it and ran with it. All of them did. Because they all had something to say. So back to the whole devil situation. And here I am learning about this ignorance. Because what now... What I'm thinking is, if you guys believe that, then how do you feel about me? You know what I'm saying? So, of course, you know, I started to kind of shift in that moment as far as messing with my family. Because I'm like, you guys have viewed me from this lens all these years. Nobody ever even had the decency to ask me what happened. Because this particular family member at one point actually had to come live in my home. Because she claim she was trying to get away from a, a bad marriage. I don't even remember like what the truth was because it changed every time you look around. But had I known she said that, she would have never been in my house. Like, <laughs> and then she came in my house creating chaos. Yeah, she came in my house creating chaos. And I'm pretty sure she, she, um, reversed everything and made people think once again it was me but no you in my house boo so when it flooded in 2016 it flood I say this flood gonna flood her right on out my house because she not coming back so she came to my home creating chaos so that let me know that it's she is chaotic she is a person that needs some help but was not ever willing to acknowledge it and seek help because there is some deep-rooted trauma going on within her and she projected that stuff onto me for as long you know as long as I can remember but no she would have never come in my house you know I didn't if I had known that I would have been like no 
I don't care what you're going through <laughs> down there with that man. You ain't coming in here because I'm the devil, remember? And yeah, some, somebody listening may feel like that's petty, but no. When somebody got something in, in their heart about you, that's in her heart. You cannot, you cannot just have them around your children. And I've said this before. If the, if the village has an issue with you, you can't just have those people around your children. Because I had this um, woman around my child. And I'm, you know, doing different things with my coworkers and my child calling me every single time I, I went to do something because she was in here mistreating my daughter. She thought my daughter was her maid. So if my daughter didn't get up to cook for her or do something for her, she's in here calling my daughter hateful. And if you look that word up, that's an abomination. So this is what I had to go through because this woman came to my home creating chaos. But she has painted such a great picture to everybody. And everybody thinks that this lady is so perfect. And it would just blow their mind when I start name dropping. So, yeah. But anyway, so there's the devil thing. So now my family thinks, thinks I'm the devil. I had a cousin who was going through a medical issue that she could very well have called me about. And I remember when I was on in the, we were in the car and I was taking her to the doctor. I asked, I said, why didn't you call me and ask me? And she said, because, you know, people have said so much about you that I don't, I didn't feel comfortable. That's what this girl said. She couldn't call me to ask me a question about a field that I was in because of what people have said about me. That is so sad. I had, I hadn't lived around these people in years. Don't bring their name up at all. <laughs> but yet they were still carrying on a lie about me. And I out, I'm outliving the lie every single day with every accomplishment, with, with everything I go through. And I shake back from it because I'm resilient. I'm outliving their lies. And I, and I encourage them all to seek some therapy. Because that's the only way that they will ever have access to me again. So I'm, I'm telling this part of my story because I need you guys to understand. It does not matter if that's the, the family you grew up in. If these people don't have your best interests at heart, if they have poison in their hearts towards you, then do yourself a favor, stop abandoning yourself and move on with your life. Change your phone number. Let them know do not come to your house because they, the police will be called. Don't come around your children, any of that. Because the, you're going you're gonna to experience problems with your children. And your children may feel like those are the people they can go to. But they are going to use your children to further break you. They're not going to help. None of them told my daughter she was wrong. I think one of them did after I said, y'all, the reason why she doing this, because you sit here and made her feel justified in her era. So yeah, one of them sent her a message on Facebook after that. And then of course, my, my daughter stopped talking to that one because she, at that point, she didn't want to hear anybody tell her right. She only wanted people who were going to continuously feed her that I was the problem. I spoke a little bit about when I started my daughter, her business. 
one of my relatives and I and and she was she was successful in the business. I was excited about what we built and and I actually expressed that excitement to the wrong one, the most bitter of them all. And she said to me, you have nothing to do with her success. This is what she told me in in my in a, in a very in a moment where doors were opening for her. And I was excited for my daughter. You have nothing to do with her success. But the moment breakdown happened and my daughter closed her business, everybody blamed me for that. And these were the same people telling her, she, you have to be a child. You have to be a child. You don't need to be down there doing all that. You have to be. That's why you got to be careful about who you letting in your children's ears. I don't care. It could be your mama. If she's telling your child stuff like this, you don't need her in your child's ear. Because what this does, it takes root. And they're not going to own their part in the breakdown. But words take root. But they'll never own that part. They'll never own that, yeah, I did throw that in her head. And that may be why she's starting to act out right now. So it's not only her mother. I played a part in that too. No, they're not going to say that. I had one family member um, questioning my daughter about whether I was stealing her money or not. I'm paying for everything. How I'm stealing her money. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I had people asking my baby, was I taking her money that she was making from the business? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had one, one um, family member who would flat out tell, well, they discussed it in private at first, that products that my daughter was using was nasty. And then, then when she saw me, she would, she would say something and make it seem like, I really care about y'all, but those products, that stuff, no, don't use that. That's nasty. But I already know you was just discussing it with somebody else. So don't, don't talk to me. And then to add insult to injury, the stuff that she felt like my daughter should be using, she had it shipped to the house. Out of order on so many levels, but they're never wrong. They're never wrong. They are never wrong. The most recent situation, I was at an event and a relative of mine passed by me three or four times. One time turned, turned their head to avoid speaking. And I was... I was not upset because they didn't speak. I was happy to see that. Okay. Cause when you're, when you're with the rest of the family, you make it seem like you're one way, but now I'm seeing you in your element without them. So you, you have a problem with me because if you didn't, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have killed you to come over there and say, Hey, how you doing? So now that I know you have an issue with me, my daughter won't be allowed around you guys anymore. So after the event, I told my daughter, I was like, don't ask me to go to their home anymore. You're not going because this is that and the other. 
as a parent, I have a right to say who my child is going to be around and who she's not. I can't protect them from everybody, but that kind of stuff, I can and I will. So, and remember, we're, we're looking at people's actions, not what they say. And if you dislike me that much that you're turning your head, because I tell people all the time, you don't have to turn your head. You just look at me and keep going. You don't have to do all that. But now that I know that's how you feel, my baby can't be in your in your um, presence because I don't know what you're saying to her. I don't know how you're poisoning her. I don't know anything. So she's not coming around. And it was just that simple. So I had another relative call. Well, she didn't call. She texted my daughter and asked her, so what you doing for the holidays? And my daughter told her, well, I'll be, I'll be with my great-grandmother, but I can't come over there to that house with you. So apparently this person went and told the people who owned the home. And then I had the wife text my daughter to see what the problem was. So, yeah, I had people calling and texting and Facebook messaging a 16-year-old when they needed to be talking to me. That's how that went. Because even if I had blocked them, which I had, if you called my daughter and, and said, Kayla, will you um ask your mom if she can speak to me for a second? Do that. But that's not what they did. So from that incident created another chaotic moment by the same, this is the same person that I was living with that I told y'all created chaos. She's created that chaos. Because even today she pretends to have my best interest at heart and she doesn't. Because if she did, why, why, why did she feel the need to even go and repeat that? So, yes. <laughs> I just gave you a story from when my child was a newborn up until now. And the same stuff is still going on. So ask yourself, are you going to remain in these situations just because this is family? Are you going to continue to fracture yourself or have them, them fracture you just because it's family? Are you, going to, are you going to continue to abandon yourself just because somebody is family? Because you have, you have completely neglected yourself because somebody told you family over everything. And your family are the most toxic ones that you deal with. Your family is probably the reason why you're stagnant. Your family is probably the, one, the reason why your relationships with other people cannot maintain, cannot be maintained. Just because you grew up with them, that doesn't mean anything. Because if these people are a detriment to you, they are not your family. I will, I'll never forget I was reading uh, my Bible and don't, don't ask me <laughs> where it's at in there. But I remember, um, you know, it was a story in the Bible. Somebody was asking, telling Jesus that um, your mother and your brother is looking for you. And he was like, who is my mother and brother except those who um, do the will of my father? So... We And I've heard people quote that, but yet you remain 
in situations with people who are who are not doing the will of his of your of your father or however you want to say that because to do the will is to is to do right by people so if they if they're not doing right by you who are they <laughs> okay and I I know I just chopped up that story but y'all get my drift I know I I know I chopped it up horribly but you get my drift like who are they because these people, these people crucify me every chance they get. Who are they? <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, come on. You got to make a decision before this year is out. We are, we are, <laughs> we are well into um, December. Today is like the 14th. And you got to make some decisions like now. So I don't know what, what hold that they have over you. You you're, you feel afraid of letting go because you think that, you know, you will need them. Let me tell you something. When you really start disconnecting and, and stop abandoning yourself and taking care of yourself, everything you need will show up. It will show up. It will. This, this very... um family member of mine who, who created all that chaos in my life actually had the nerve to tell me that she was asking people to forgive her, but I wasn't one of those people. She didn't say I wasn't, but when we were having the conversation, it, it wasn't me. You got people who do, who do you wrong and have pushed it so far down and so far back so they won't have to take accountability. And then want to send these blanket forgiveness statements if I've done anything, forgive me. No, you've done things. Let's talk about them because I'm not accepting this. Well, she wasn't sending it to me, but I'm just saying that's how I felt about it. No, you've done a lot of wrong. You've done a lot. My whole family think I'm a devil because of you. You've done a lot of wrong. You, you are the root of why I can't have a decent relationship with them. You are. Now, should they know better by now? Yeah, they should know better. That's why I tell people, age doesn't mean wisdom. Because I'm not talking about 19, I'm 20 year olds. I'm talking about 35 and over people. I'm 37. But I just wanted to encourage you all today, you know, kind of tell that story a little bit. You might, you might see it in a book. You might see it in a blog. You've probably seen it in a blog by now, just bits and pieces. But I just wanted to come on here and talk about that and encourage you guys. Look, do what you have to do for your children with the resources that you have. But you don't need toxic people in your life destroying what you're trying to build. You don't need that. I've been raising my child 16 years. And one year out of 16, she's gone haywire because there are emotions that are developing, parts of her brain still developing. And she's so used to having me all to herself, but I'm living my life now and it's a problem. And one, one, 
One year, I had a 16. A picture has been painted of me that is disgusting. It's disgusting. All because these same people that she ran to didn't like me anyway. There was only one left that I kind of trusted. And I found out during this situation I couldn't trust her. Because she encouraged my daughter not to go to therapy. This lady, that's not her mother, encouraged her that she didn't need to go to therapy because she didn't need to be telling people her business. And that is why I had to completely disconnect. Because that is toxic. That is toxic. I have a relative who was sexually assaulted by another relative that she has never told anyone. I know. I found out by the Spirit of God. And she's well into her 50s. So if you think about that, you were, you were sexually assaulted by a family member? Can you imagine the damage that's done? Which is why she's so chaotic and she creates chaos in my life. So I hope that something I've said on this broadcast will encourage you to take the next step I hope that something on this broadcast will encourage you to get to seek help for your mental. Because understand, when we carry stuff like that around this lady, like I said, it happened to her when she was um, a teenager. And she's well into her 50s now. With medical problems. Because we don't understand that that stuff we carry, it, it, it weighs on our organs. It's altering our, our DNA. It's messing us up. And on top of that, we don't even eat right. But we're not going to say it's your emotions that has you this way. It's always something else. And then we're having procedures and taking medicine and the stuff never worked because you need to heal. That's why. Mystery diagnosis. It's a mystery. No, it's not. You holding on to trauma that you haven't processed. It's not a mystery. It's the trauma. So I really hope that something I've said is, is, is helping somebody and you're going to get the help that you need. If you need resources, reach out to me. I can point you in the direction of who you need to go to. You don't have to tell me anything you're, you're dealing with, but email me. Reach out to me because it's time out for this. It's time out for it. It's time out. We can't even we can't even achieve and accomplish and heal and be about our business because we got family members destroying us. And y'all hollering family over everything. A stranger is not trying to destroy me. 
A stranger is not trying to destroy you. It's the people that's closest to you that has the intel. Don't ever forget that. And this is not hate speech or whatever y'all like to say. Oh, she hates. She hateful and bitter and all this. Well, all that stuff. No, I'm trying to help you. Because I don't hate anyone. But you're, you're not going to fracture me. Because I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> like seriously. Unapologetically, choose yourself. You're outliving their lies. But it's time for you to stop allowing the lies to even seep in. Just disconnect. Block Facebook, Instagram, your phone number. I blocked emails. You can't even email me. Because I'm serious about the inner work that I put in. I've worked too hard to get to where I am. And family, friends, or neighbor will not come in here and destroy what I've built. I work too hard. And I've invested in my, I have, I have invested a whole lot. Every day I'm learning and awakening to something different about myself. I will not let anyone come in and destroy that. You can call me what you want. You can say what you want. You can convince people what you want. I don't really care anymore. At this point, I'm just trying to open the eyes of others. There are some good families out there. There really are. Because one thing about it, if you have people with issues, you're going to have families with issues. But this, what I'm talking about, this is, this is too, you know, this is some deep-rooted, nasty, toxic, dysfunctional stuff that's continuously fracturing and destroying things. That's not good. That's not good. And I will admit, when I po made, made the post about um, it's possible to overstay your welcome in relationships, I overstayed my welcome in any relationship I had with these family members. I overstayed my welcome. Because there are a lot of things that I can say about them. And I never did. I, I never really did. I wrote stuff in my journal. And of course, they found um, when I moved, one of them found my journal and read it. And then begin to contact me to say, I didn't know you hated us so much. And guess what? I just told the truth. My experience is stuff that I dealt with every day. But they turned my truth into hate speech. That's why I had to put that disclaimer out there. It's not a hate speech. But that's what, that's what somebody called me and told me. Actually, I was writing letters to my unborn child every day. Every day I wrote my unborn child a letter. Telling them the stuff that I was going through. And when I moved from that home, I left my file cabinet and they went in there and read my, my journal, which is one reason why a lot of people don't even like writing in journals, but it didn't stop me. And she read, a, I guess, a good bit of the letters and called me and said, I didn't know you hated us so much. 
She said, I hated them because I wrote to my unborn. Today I was cursed out, shoved against a wall, and told I'd never amount to anything. Like, I wrote stuff like that. That may not have been exactly what I said, but I wrote stuff like that. <laughs> but I hated them. To my unborn. Today, a relative told me in a very nasty way, she can't wait till I have this baby because I keep having complications. The look in her eyes made me very uncomfortable when she said that. To my unborn, today I got to sit in the house in the dark because the person I'm staying with didn't pay the light bill. Your aunt gave me money for your clothes and I ended up taking the money to pay the light bill so that we wouldn't be in the dark. To my unborn, this is what I wrote, but I hated them. It wasn't that I hated them, but people hate truth. People hate truth. So, hopefully something. <laughs> I am a counselor. I am a certified belief therapist. I am a certified life coach. So, if you want to speak with me about any of these family issues that you've endured, feel free to reach out to me. Latoya Nicole at solocoaching.net if you need to. However, if it's something that's beyond my scope, I have resources for you. Definitely have resources. But I know you're holding on to a lot of family hurt. And you're pretending because somebody told you Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner, we're supposed to come back together and be a family and not do this two days out of a year while we eat food that's destroying us just as much. Somebody told you that. Somebody made you feel like you had to keep coming around your abusers. But I'm telling you today, you don't. Choose yourself. Stop abandoning yourself. Heal and live. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Reach out to me if need. Latoya Nicole at solocoaching.net. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. I greatly appreciate the support. If anything that was said today on this episode resonated with you, please share on your platforms. You can reach me at www.latoyanicoleinc.com. Have a wonderful one.